Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called According to the Pattern. And we're looking at Moses' tabernacle and what I call the pattern of the way. Our text is Exodus chapter 25, verses 8 through 9. And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. This is God talking to Moses exactly how he needs to make the tabernacle. It must be precise because it's a prophetic picture of several things that the Lord wants to show us. And we've been studying the pattern of the way. And the way started at the gate, which the baptism of repentance represents bringing us to the Lord, to the narrow way, to the only way to receive Christ as our Savior. He's the only name under heaven whereby man may be saved. And there's only one way into the tabernacle. Where are we headed? We're headed from the east to the west to find God, our Heavenly Father, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Our first stop is at the brazen altar. This is where Jesus paid the price for us. It's where the great exchange takes place, our sin for his righteousness, and we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is where we're baptized into the body of Christ. The baptism of repentance was the first baptism. It got us to the door. We're walking towards the Lord. The next baptism is the baptism into the body when we receive him as our Lord and Savior. And heading west, we hit the brazen laver, and that represents the cleansing water of the word. The other thing it represents is our baptism in water, and the water is the word of God for our growth as Christians in the service to him. We keep heading west, we get to the door of the holy place, the sanctuary itself. The door represents the fourth baptism, that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which empowers us to serve God in the age of the church before his return. And as we discussed yesterday, the first article in the room is on the left, and it's the golden candlestick. And it represents the light of the Holy Spirit, the golden oil of his power and ability. And what we must understand is, it's not through might, it's not by power, but it's by the Holy Spirit, says the Lord of hosts, that we'll be able to accomplish great things in his name on the earth. And now we're going to turn to the other side of the room and find out about the table of showbread. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. The words we need to look at here are receive, remember, and return. We are to receive, we are to remember, and we are to prepare for his return. And we live in the church age. We are anointed and appointed to be his ambassadors or ministers of reconciliation, which it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 through 21. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The table of showbread is a table made of shittim wood, that's S-H-I-T-T-I-M, and it's overlaid with gold. It is placed on the north side of the holy place opposite the golden lampstand. The table is about two feet three inches in height, two feet wide, and one and a half feet in depth. On this table were placed twelve loaves of bread, which were for the priests of the tribe of Levi to partake. Kevin Connor, in his book about the Tabernacle of Moses, says this, The table of showbread is typical and significant of the Lord Jesus Christ himself as the bread of life to his people. And it points to the table of the Lord, or the communion of the New Testament church, the body of Christ. This table is what David had in mind when he declared, Thou preparest a table before me. That's out of Psalms chapter 23 and verse 5. Let's read Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now here the word showbread is very important. That's S-H-E-W-B-R-E-A-D. It's the table of showbread. Concerning the showbread, Kevin Connor says, The showbread, or to show, means to tell forth or declare. It speaks to us of the New Testament bread of life who showed himself to his disciples. It also speaks of the ministry of the church to show forth his life, his death, his resurrection, and his coming again in the table of the Lord. This is significant. In our service to the Lord, we are to show, tell forth, and declare the gospel of Christ, the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We are directed to be show-offs. Get it? I made that up. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then in Matthew chapter 24 and 14 it says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Not only does this represent the preaching of the gospel as Jesus, the bread of life, but it also represents the mystery of who we are in Christ. Like the priests were partakers of the showbread, we are partakers of his divine nature. Kevin Connor says, what we eat becomes a part of our being. Believers in Christ are partakers of the divine nature when they partake of his body. 
Now, the word mystery shows up in the New Testament. What is the mystery? Well, it's the mystery of Christ in us. The book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 27 says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the mystery of our oneness with Christ. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 31 through 32. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Notice the discourse in Ephesians is talking about our oneness with God and uses the earthly example of marriage on earth. This is about us being joined together as one with him. The table of showbread is about our relationship and service to him and who we are as new creatures in him. The communion of Christ speaks of both our physical and spiritual world. The bread represents his body. It represents our physical well-being and physical needs on the earth. It's the prayer declaration, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and give us day by day our daily bread. That's out of Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4. Now, I say declaration because in the original language, this prayer was not one of begging and pleading for needs, but rather one of declaring how God is the provider. The book of Philippians and First Peter say it well. This is out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And then in First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Not only did Jesus pay the price for our physical needs, he shed his blood for our spiritual needs. The wine represents the blood of Christ. It says that in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Yes, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus prayed differently. He prayed prayers of faith. This is why his disciples asked him to teach them to pray in Luke chapter 1 and verse 1. So we have our service to him. It takes receiving, it takes remembering, and it takes preparing for his return. John chapter 6 verse 27 says, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set a seal on him. And then concerning the gospel of Christ, in the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. Church, we have a job to do. The baptism of repentance brought us. The baptism into the body joined us. The baptism in water showed us. And the baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire has empowered us. Yep, we are the body of Christ. We are the showbread. And we need to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Remember Exodus chapter 25 verses 8 through 9. And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all its furnishings, 
just so you shall make it. And if we continue to travel west, it brings us to the altar of incense in the place called the holy place, the first room of the sanctuary. You see, incense represents prayers, and the altar of incense represents prayer and worship placed before and presented to God. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7, Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. This is the church. It's his house. It's called the house of prayer for all nations. The first room of the sanctuary Moses was to build for God to dwell among his people was the holy place. This holy place is the first room in his dwelling on his holy mountain. He calls his house a house of prayer, a house of prayer for all nations, and he likens prayer as a burnt offering and a sacrifice. Well, we've made our way to the altar of incense, but our time is up. So we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.